This sermon audio is presented to you by Pastor Tommy Brandon and Calvary Church of Fort Worth. For more information, visit our website at calvaryftw.com. Anybody seen Star Wars yet? Uh, Star Wars, this most recent one? It was so funny in the first service, y'all. It was hilarious. All them old school cats in that first service. I said, anybody seen Star Wars? They were like, And I'm like, anybody seen Star Wars? I'm like, what's wrong with you? God knows you saw Star Wars. Oh, okay. (laughs) He's like, dude, you need to get over that. You saw it. Don't lie. You're in church. (laughs) Half of us grew up lying about it, right? No, I didn't see Star Wars. Man, force me with you. No, I didn't see it. For all of you that have seen it, I have seen my first ever Star Wars movie. I've never seen one. You really applaud that? It's so weird that you would applaud that. I've had people come to me today and go, (laughs) welcome, man. I'm like, what do you mean welcome? (laughs) Welcome to what? But um, I've seen my first Star Wars movie. Uh, I'll be honest with you, it really wasn't something I was wanting to do. I was in California with my wife's family. And when this little white boy crackers in California with my wife's family, I just keep my mouth shut and go wherever I'm told to go, do whatever I'm told to do. And I was drugged to see Star Wars, and I loved it. I really... I thought I was going to see Star Trek. That's how bad it was. I didn't know the difference in the two. But uh, now that I've seen it, My brother-in-law, which I've got mad love and props for, has said, you need to see all of them. And I I was like, how many of them are there? And he goes, well, you just saw seven. Now, this is how jacked up Star Wars is. He says, you just saw seven, but you need to see four. And I'm like, I need to see four. Like, there's four of them to watch? He went, no, 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 you need to see four. Four? He goes, then five and six, but then go back and see one, two, and three. And I'm like, I'm done, bro. I'm done. I'm done. But I've seen it, and now he's loaned me the entire collection. And Denora and I, we've seen four, five, and six. I'm like, I'm a pro. <laughs> We're looking forward to watching one, two, and three. Now, for all of you, you're, you're, some of you are like, why are you wasting my time talking about you going in the movies? Well, I'm starting a series today called May the Force Be With You. Now, I want you to understand what's going on. I chose this series, like back in September, I chose this title, I told our staff, I'm like, dude, I, I know it may be corny, I want to do it, and like, no, it's awesome, it's awesome, we never knew you watched Star Wars, I, I've never seen Star Wars, and well, how are you going to do a series on Star Wars? Well, it's actually nothing to do with Star Wars at all, I just knew that so many of you were freaks about Star Wars, I thought maybe it would get you to come to church by putting a series out there <laughs> called May the Force Be, I tricked you. I totally tricked you. So the fonts look similar, the colors are similar. It has nothing to do with Star Wars. So welcome to church. (laughs) We got you here today. Today I want to preach a bit about dream bigger dreams. Dream bigger dreams. And while this may not have any content with Star Wars, I do want to show you That when you were created by God and God allowed you to be formed through your mother and father, that God has given you a force within you. 
It's a God thing. It's, 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 it's greater than positive thinking. It's more powerful than pop psychology. It's a God thing. He's placed a force within you that he desires for you to use. He's given you a gift. God has planted within you a gift. And it's yours to use for the betterment of yourself and your family and for all of your community. This morning I want to talk about dreaming bigger dreams. All around the world today, not just here locally, but globally. In this season that we're in, people are going to psychics, people are reading horoscopes, people are talking to grandma, people are talking to strangers on the telephone line, looking for someone to let them in on the future. Everybody wants to know what's next. What's coming in 2016? What's the future look like? And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that curiosity of wanting to know the future. But I really want to start our time out today with an incredible statement. And here it is. The future is not something that you're going to run into. The future is not something that happens to you. The future is literally something that will happen through you if you will allow God to take you there. You have within you, by the help and the grace of God, the ability to shape your tomorrow. Now, before we get goofy and before we think that I literally can create my future, well, if God's first in your life, and if you fully submit your future to God, you are literally taking your future and letting it be shaped for you, rather than just, it's going to happen anyway, whatever happens, happens, right? Oh, we don't know what tomorrow holds, but we know who holds tomorrow. Well, that's really cool and thoughtful, but I want to know, have you been able to fully submit your future to God and allow him to work in you and through you, allowing the future to become what you want it to be? Let me help you understand what I mean by that. Would you be different today if you would have done some things differently five years ago? Would you be in a different position in your life right now if you would have made some different decisions 10 years ago? Of course you would. All of us would. You would be married to someone different. You would be single. You would have three children instead of two or you would not have any children. You would have the college diploma or you wouldn't. You would be working in California or, or New York City. You, you possibly would be in the military or not. It all came to what? You reaching a crossroads in your life and you made some decisions. You made some choices. Well, those were a force working within you. God's given you the freedom to choose. And that force of choice, that force and freedom of free will has brought you to who you are right now. Well, so it is with dreaming. And when I say dreaming, I'm going to be working today with these words interchanging, dreaming, and also using the word faith. What you've had faith for until today has brought you to where you are. Your faith has been working for you. Your faith in what? Faith in God. And faith in God in you to get you to where you are today. So you've been shaping your present, but it was just done in your past. Is everybody with me so far? 
You've been at work getting you to where you are. If you've got 20 grand saved up, it's because you saved it every day. You made the choice to save it. If you're 20 grand in debt, you've been spending it every day without having it to spend. You've gotten yourself to where you are because of choices and also because of, of decisions and thoughts and beliefs. You are today who you were thinking about becoming. Everybody say amen. Are you all right? Are there some people that are right now thinking, yes, I am? And then there's other people going, doggone it. Shoot, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, we all have both of those going on. All of us have a little bit of pride in the good choices that have brought good things. And then there's some of us in the room that are honest enough to say, should have probably done something different then. Probably should have done something different there. Because it's manifested itself. It's brought the results of what I'm dealing with now. And such is yourself. Dreams. Dreams. What is the old-fashioned definition of insanity? You're insane if you think you can keep doing what you've always done and expect different results. What have you been dreaming about? Over the last five years, what's been your biggest dream? I want to stretch someone in this room this morning. You don't need to hear another word, but you definitely need to hear this one. If the, what you're dreaming about can be accomplished on your own without the help of God, all you have is a few goals set. I'm not talking about setting goals. I'm talking about dreams, big God-sized dreams, dreams that require faith. Dreams that require God to do it for you, in you, and through you. God doing some things in your life that you can't do on your own. How much are you dreaming? What are you dreaming for? What are you dreaming about? What are you daydreaming about right now while I'm preaching? That was for that section right there. <laughs> All of you, you're good. This sec I'm just picking at you guys. It's actually the section over there. What are you dreaming about? Everybody go to the book of Genesis chapter 13. Genesis chapter 13. Genesis 13, we see really cool stuff taking place in a man's life by the name of Abram. Abraham in Genesis 13 is sharing a house with family. How many of you know that's the recipe for disaster, sharing a house. <laughs> Some people are like, preacher. <laughs> He's sharing a house with family, sharing property with his nephew. And he's out of space. It's crowded. And they're feeling it, man. They're bumping into each other. Somebody's at the stove. The other person's opening the fridge. Someone's at the kitchen sink. Someone's trying to take the trash out. And finally, it just blows up. And they're done with each other. They need some elbow room. And God knew it. God knows when you need more space in your life. And there's some of you that have come to this service this morning. And while we may not be talking about your home or your property or your, your place of residence, you need some space in your life. You need to grow in some areas. You need to mature and develop. You need some things to change. You've, you, you've been in the same rut now for years and, 
And it's God's plan and God's will for your life to break out and, and, to, and to really stretch by the help of the Lord. And I would just tell you that what God wants you to hear is exactly what he spoke to Abraham. It's found in verse 14 of Genesis 13. And this is how the scriptures read. And the Lord said unto Abram, after that lot was separated from him, lift up now thine eyes and look from the place where thou art, northward, southward, eastward, and westward, for all the land, all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. So ladies and gentlemen, where we find ourselves in Scripture is Abraham is done with Lot. Lot's done with Abraham. They're like, dude, I need some space. And God intervened. God spoke to Abraham and he said, check this out. You need to tell Lot that he can go wherever he wants to go. You need to let Lot go. Let him go. Let him take all of his family. Let him take all of his livestock. Let him take all of his possessions and you let him go. Because what I'm going to do for you is if you will let him go from you, if you will lift up your eyes as far as you can see, whoa, as far as you can see, northward, southward, westward or eastward, as far as you can see, I'm going to give it to you. Are, are you talking about this little residential lot? Is that how much you can see? Well, how, are you talking about the pasture beyond the lot? Is that as far as you can see? How about that, that section of property out there in West Texas? Is that as far as you can see? As far as you can see, I'm going to give it to you. Lift up your eyes as far as you can see. Walk through the land. And I'm going to give it to you. Notice that Abram's greatest challenge was not some adversary. It wasn't an opposition. There wasn't an enemy. Maybe there was. His greatest enemy, his greatest opposition, his greatest adversary was not a foe. It was not someone or, or a group of someone. It was literally himself. How far can you see? It's up to you, Abram, to receive however much you have the capacity to receive. How much do you need from me, if you look northward, I'll give you all there is in the north. If you just choose that, then that's what you'll have. If, if you want to include northward and eastward, well, why don't you take that into your scope of sight, and I'll grant that to you, but just know that I'll give you anything you'll see. Have you ever, have you ever tried to get somewhere by just constantly looking at your, at your front toes and, and, and your front toes like there's back toes or something? <laughs> You ever try to advance? You ever try to advance by just constantly looking down at your, you, you don't know where you're going, you don't know where to turn, you're going to bump into something. There's, there's so much principle in the fact that God just says, you need to lift up your eyes. All of us in this room have a tendency to get in this rut of just looking down and we're only worried about what's the next step. We're only worried about where am I at right now. We're only worried about me, 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 and I'm just constantly looking down. I, I'm oblivious to everything else around me. I'm not, back to Proverbs, I'm not acknowledging anyone else. I'm definitely not acknowledging God. I'm worried about what's next for me. Where's, where's Tommy going? What's the next step? I just need to know the next step. Oh, God, don't leave me here. I just need to know the next step. 
And God's saying, you, you need more than just next step, Abraham. I want to show you something bigger than what's just the next step. I want you to dream big dreams. You lift up your eyes, and as far as you could see, you walk through it. Get a taste and a feel, a sense for how big I really am. And whatever you see, I'll give it to you. Oh, but boy, does it get more incredible than that. God's always got another level in his, in, in his revealing of his, of his divine abilities. God says, it's not just going to be for you, though. I'm going to stretch you so much that whatever you see, I'm going to give it to you. But it's going to be for your seed as well. In other words, dream beyond just yourself. I'm getting into a place in my life, Miguel, where I'm wanting to start, I'm, I'm, I'm finding myself dreaming for more than just me. I'm dreaming for you. I'm dreaming for my wife. I'm dreaming for my children. I'm dreaming for our city. God's will for your life is not just to be so self-centered that you just dream big dreams for you. Because that, ladies and gentlemen, is the trap, it's the sickness, it's the disease of the meitis, it's the cancer of selfishness. God wants you to dream so big of dreams that it evolves into translating into different generations. It's, it's generation to generation blessing and God's goodness that not just for yourself but for those that you love. So what have you been dreaming about? You've just been dreaming about that 25-cent raise? Or you've been dreaming about saving enough for your children one day? Are you dreaming? Are you dreaming that, just, that you just feel better physically? Or are you dreaming that you're going to get healthy enough to continue to raise the children and actually see the grandchildren one day? What are you dreaming about? What's your dream? Are you dreaming just for that job, that job? Or are you dreaming for that career? What are you dreaming about? Because God's will for your life is bigger than what it has been. Someone say amen. So we find Abraham saying, hey, hey Lot, I want you to choose where you want to go. Somebody needs to catch this. Erica, all of us in this room, we need to hear this. Check this out. He says, you choose where you want to go. Because I'm going to go wherever, wherever it is you don't want, I'll go there. Wait a minute, you're the one that heard from God. Why did God not tell you, go southward? That's where all the best fertile land is. That's where the best livestock are at. Go south. God never said that. God said, you let Lot go wherever he goes and you just go the opposite direction. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm fixing to drop a bombshell on some of you. God's will for your life. When God's first, when he is absolutely first in your life, the will of God is options. You've got options. You're not stuck. I, I kind of, I, I was never taught this. This was never a sermon for me. I just somehow or another picked it up. I don't know where I picked it up. I thought that this was the will of God. And if I'm this way, I've missed the will of God. And if I'm this way, I've missed the will of God. And I was kind of brought up thinking that if you miss the will of God, you'll have like Mosquito bites between your toes in life. You're miserable. You've never had one of those, have you? 
That's bad. <laughs> Spend your life doing this all the time, you know. I never wanted to miss the will of God. But the older I get, and the more I realize that when God's first in my life, it's not here or there. It's God, and everywhere I go, I am blessed of God. I am favored of the Lord. Anywhere? Yes, because it's in all of my ways. If I'm acknowledging him in all of my ways, he's going to direct me. Well, where, where is it? Just right here? Anywhere. Because I'm not walking just like this. I've got my eyes lifted up. And I'm looking northward, southward, eastward, westward. And I just flow with the Spirit of God in my life. Some of you just need to be set free right now that you're afraid that you've, that you've missed the will of God. If there's any way that you can miss the will of God, it's because God's not first in your life. If God is supreme in your life and you are being directed by the power of God and you're honoring him in all of your ways, I can promise you you're right where you need to be. So you need to settle the issue that you are right in the sweet spot of God because what we do oftentimes, we judge the will of God by how good it's going. How easy it is. How, how simple it is. And can I tell you something? That, 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 that God, his will, whenever he's directing your life, that's not going to necessarily mean that you're immune from challenge. That doesn't mean that you're immune from ups and downs. That just means that you're in the will of God because he's going to take you through anything and everything that this life brings you. Someone clap your hands to the Lord this morning. Options, options. Oh, Abraham had options. Wherever you want to go, I'll go the opposite direction. Talk about dreams for a minute. We've got a screen here in our church. We've got two screens here. I want you to stretch yourself with me, and I, I kind of come to a close here this morning. I just want you to hang with me for a few minutes. That screen that we see an image on, it's on a wall. And that wall is in a building, uh, a worship facility. Now, I want you to take this same philosophy, this same idea, and I want you to go into your mind. Faith is a picture in your mind. You can see things as though they're not. But you see them as though they, they, they may not be in reality, but you see them as though they are, rather, in your faith picture. You have a faith picture, or let's say it this way, it's a picture of your faith. What is the picture of your faith showing? How big are you dreaming? What is it exactly that you need from God this year? You need restoration? You need healing? You need deliverance? You need breakthrough? What is it that you need? What is your faith picture showing? What is it revealing from your heart, the desires of your heart, your very innermost being? What are you dreaming for from God. Because we understand in Scripture that without that kind of faith, it's impossible to even please God. God's wanting you to fully rely on Him to be able to do something in your life that you can't do on your own. Watch this as I close today. Think about Joshua and Caleb. Joshua and Caleb, I just preached about them a few Sundays ago. If you were here, you might recall. 
they had a picture in their mind of a place to live, a promised land. For 45 years, they had that image in their mind before it ever came to pass. But they had to see it, and they had to dream about it, and they had to believe for it. And what you dream for and what you believe for, if you've got the faith for it, and you've always got uh, have God first in your life, God's going to usher you right into those good things that only God can provide. It wasn't but 45 years later that they found themselves permanent residents there in the promised land. What about David and Solomon? They both agreed to believe God for a temple, a house of the Lord. They both agreed that they would work tirelessly trying to produce. And while not everyone could enjoy the house of the Lord ultimately, it did come to pass. One man's dream became another's, and that dream finally became developed. You think about Nehemiah. Some of you recall the story. Nehemiah had a faith picture. He had a picture of his faith. It happened to do with the city being restored and a wall being built. How many of you remember Nehemiah? He put his heart into the dream. Just like Abraham could only not just see it, but he had to walk through it. Nehemiah picked up a sword, didn't he? And he picked up a trial, didn't he? And he started believing the word of the Lord and fighting for the word of God. But he also started putting mortar on a wall, walking through the dream. Think about young David before he ever took out Goliath, before he ever released the rock, before he ever turned the rock loose. He envisioned that giant falling. Just come to you once more before I close, before I pray over you. What are you dreaming God for this year? How big are your dreams? If what you're dreaming for and dreaming about, if you can accomplish it on your own, it's not a God-sized dream. You've got a goal. And thank God for goals. I've got goals this year, but guess what? I don't need God to help me with these goals. I need to get out of my own way. I need to, I don't need Denora. I don't need you. These are just goals that I can do because God's given me the ability to meet some of these goals. That's not what I'm preaching about. These aren't New Year's resolutions. This isn't about losing weight. This isn't about saving another $500. You know, that comes down to discipline and, and, and control, self-control. And God forbid we would ever preach about that. <laughs> what I'm talking about, something bigger. I'm talking about something done in the supernatural. Right. I'm talking about something that my hard work can't produce. I'm talking about something that my self-discipline cannot handle. I'm talking about something that my, my abilities, they can't make it happen. I'm talking about something that only God can do. But at least I want to dream for it. And if I can dream it, guess what? It may be 45 years. Even better, it may not even happen in my lifetime. Someone came up to me earlier after the first service. He said, I'm just curious, being from Louisiana, do you like pecans? And I was just thankful he said pecans and not pecans. I said, I love pecans. Actually, the house I grew up in my whole life was in the middle of a pecan orchard. I love pecans. Why do you ask? He said, have you ever planted a pecan tree? No. Why should I? Why? Why? And he said, well, you're enjoying the dream of someone else. 
If you plant your own, someday someone will enjoy yours. Abraham, go wherever you want to go. Whatever you see, I'm going to give it to you. And then the Lord included this little secret. And it's going to be for your seed as well. The kind of dreams I'm talking about, the kind of God-sized vision that I'm talking about, the kind of faith that I'm preaching about, it's not self-centered and just for me. It's the kind of dreams that only God can produce. The kind of vision that only God can bring about. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ right now in closing that if, if there's any of you in this room that's awake and in tune and connected to what I'm speaking of, I pray that you'll take the lid off. I pray that you just turn him loose. I pray that God will, that you will see him as how big as he really is. That there's nothing impossible with him. The very thing that you wonder, you can I really trust God for that? I don't know, can you? Can you trust God for that? It's not depending on if God can do it. The question is, can you trust God for that? Will you trust God for that? What do you need God to do in your life? First Sunday of the year, it's almost like there's a big giant whiteboard and we've got a clean slate and each and every one of us have a little marker in our hand and we could sketch out, draw out, write out whatever we want. And I guess what this preacher's asking you is, what is it that you really want from God? Because God is here to bless your life with the forgiveness of your sin, with the healing of your body, with putting your family together, soothing your mind's worry. He's here to provide for you your needs. He's here to create a life in eternity with him. What are you dreaming for? All over this room, I don't get to do it every Sunday, and I know that for some of you, it's, some of you, you're like, man, pastor, I wish you wouldn't do that. Sometimes I just want to go home. But today, I'm, I'm not going to let you just go home. I want you to do something with me. All over this room, I want you to stand quickly. And I want every single one of us in this room to come as close as you can come. I want to close by blessing you in the name of the Lord and praying over your life and your families and your children. A dream. Everybody check this out. A dream is the seed in which reality comes from. Man, I love how crowded it is. Make some room. Spread out. Fill in the little cracks in the crannies and corners. Anybody claustrophobic? <laughs> You're claustrophobic. Come on up here with me. I don't mind. I give you all the space you need. Rudy, check this out, bro. A dream is the seed from which reality comes. This, this pulpit, this was a dream before it ever became reality. The car that you'll drive to go home in, it was a dream of someone before it ever became reality. 
the television that you'll watch, the bed you'll sleep in, you name it, the jewelry you're wearing, the watch you're checking your time on. It was a dream of someone before it ever became reality. If we were to have a watermelon seed, it would just look like a watermelon seed. Everybody, we, we love to do what with watermelon seeds? <laughs> you ain't never had a good piece of watermelon if you don't know what that sound is. <laughs> a watermelon seed, just a little seed, and we want to get rid of them. But within that seed is a watermelon. Within every single one of your dreams today is reality. How big are they? What do you need God to do in your life? A Spanish monk by the name of Ramon Lul, over 600 years ago, was beaten and left to die for preaching the gospel to some Muslims in South Africa. There were two Italians that were close by, and they rescued this Spanish monk, Mr. Lul. And in the rescue... He, he, he would point and he would say, across this water is land. We need to send men there. And they thought, oh, man, he's gotten beat up so bad. He's kind of incoherent. Across this water's land, we need to send men there. And he, it was just rising up within him, and he kept saying it and saying it. Well, one of those Italians that rescued this Spanish monk was an, a direct ancestor of Christopher Columbus. His name was Stefano Colombo. And generation after generation, he would tell the story. And then the next generation would tell the story. The next generation would tell the story until a young boy by the name of Christopher Columbus caught the dream. And now today, each and every one of us are living out the reality of someone's dream. How big is your dream? What do you want God to do in your life this year? And I close with this. A dream is a force. A God-given gift to each and every one of us. God's given you a force that can literally shape your future. Dream bigger. Allow your tomorrows to be greater than it is right now. If you do not want to repeat your past, then you're going to have to change some things today. What is it you need to change? One of which I think is your dreaming. Change what you're dreaming for. Change the size of them. Take the limits off of God. Lift up your eyes. However much you can see, God wants to give it to you. Let's pray. Father, I pray right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I love these people so much. God, there are those in this room that they've been to the mountain. They've experienced your goodness. But God, this preacher wants to stretch that man or that woman, and I want them to dream again. Dream for even greater. Then there are those in this room, God, that have been living in a box They've been living constrained. They've been handcuffed by life. They've been imprisoned 
possibly not incarcerated, but they've been imprisoned, Lord, in their thoughts and their beliefs. Their dreams are so small, God, that they're just hoping to get through tomorrow. And that's not the will of our Heavenly Father for our lives. It's not just to get through tomorrow. God, there's more. So I pray in the name of the Lord that those chains would be broken for those that are constrained by small thinking. And let them dream bigger dreams. I pray especially, God, for the students in this room of junior high and high school and collegiate students. God, let them, let them just see their lives taken off and flourishing with greatness. We also have heard today, God, that you will crown our efforts with success if we'll put you first in everything we do. So right now, Father, I just pray a blessing over us. Let the force of dreaming, let it be with us. Let us never stop. Let us believe for more. Dream bigger dreams. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Quickly today, before I dismiss you, I want to give someone an opportunity to come to Jesus Christ. Some of you have come on this first Sunday of the year determined that this is the year that you're going to serve the Lord. All over this room right now, from the very back in the shadows to the very front. If you're in a position in your life and you're wanting your sins completely forgiven, you're wanting a new start with Jesus, not just about dreaming for a better life, but you're wanting to secure yourself with Christ. You're wanting to taste His grace and feel the burden of your wrongdoings and your sin. You're wanting those things off of you. Can I tell you something today? It doesn't come by just saying I'm sorry. It comes by accepting the fact that Jesus Christ has already made it right between you and God. You just have to accept that. You've got to make that your own. You've got to say, absolutely. I want in on the deal of a lifetime. I want my sins forgiven. And I want to start this year out right with God. If you're here today and you're wanting to make a fresh new start on the first Sunday of the year and asking God into your heart, I want you to quickly lift your hand. I want to pray specifically for you. God bless you.